Greetings this morning in Jesus' precious name. Praise the Lord. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. I wouldn't want to be any other place this morning. Yeah, well, the Lord is good. Praise God. I was blessed, yes, just being here. The songs that we sang. Thank you, Micaiah, for reading that scripture this morning. Precious word of God. Hallelujah. May you embrace that word all the days of your life. There is a lot in there that you read this morning, but my... Well, how many of you saw the sunrise this morning? Woo! Did somebody send an email around or something? (laughs) Well, I, I don't know why, but for some reason, I normally don't, I mean, for some reason I'm not a great uh, sunriser looker or whatever, but this morning, for some reason, I looked out and I saw this little red coming or saw the red to the east in the clouds. And it was just inspiring watching that. I didn't see the sun. It was still down underneath the trees or underneath whatever. And, but I saw the, the glory of the sun shining on the clouds. And, and as, they, as you saw the clouds, you know, they were up there. And, 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 and as I kept looking, it's like the glory just kept going up and up and up. It was glorious. It was beautiful. Beautiful sunrise. And then, of course, I had to wait. I wanted to see the actual sun. (laughs) And I saw the sun. Praise God. Well, I greet you all in Jesus' name this morning. Uh, God bless you, visitors, for being with us here this morning. I uh, have something on my heart to share. Uh, this past week, I got up one morning and uh, was just praying, and and uh, I was led to Romans chapter twelve, and that's where my meditation will come out of this morning. Let's go to Romans chapter twelve, and I appreciated the different songs that were sung this morning, <clears throat> in light of what I want to look at here. What we want to look at. I'm going to read uh, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind." that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning in Jesus' name. Lord, we worship you, we praise you, we thank you, God, for being our God this morning. Jesus, we thank you for being our Savior. You're seated at the right hand of the throne of God, and you're making intercession for each one of us. You love us, you care about us, you gave your very life for each and every one of us. 
And we love you and we praise you this morning, Lord. And we just pray, God, that you would have your way here this morning. Father, I thank you for your presence that is here, God. And we just pray, Lord, Father, that we would just see more of your glory this morning. As even as we saw the sunrise, God, this morning and saw the glory of the sun. God, I pray, oh, that we would see the glory of the Lord Jesus this morning, God, as we're gathered together here. Father, that it would make a difference in our, in our everyday life, God, every, every, uh, this coming week in, in the, in the, in the year to come, God. It's a new year, Lord, and we pray, oh, Father, help us, dear God, Lord, to be those Christians, Father, who are sold out, God, who are dedicated, Lord, who are surrendered, God. I pray, oh, Father, help each one of us, Lord. Deliver us from lukewarmness, Father, we pray. We thank you this morning. Thank you for the, the church body here, God. And thank you for everyone that is here, Lord, this morning. Father, just have your way. I do pray, meet the needs of the hour, God. Meet our needs, Lord. We're a needy people, God. And I pray, Father, as we look into your word this morning, Lord, I pray that our hearts would be encouraged, that our hearts would be edified, God. And Father, there's hands that are hanging down, Lord. God, that they could be lifted up. Father, we pray this morning, have your way. We pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, Romans chapter 12 here. The, the uh, I don't know if I should call it title or not, but just some thoughts here on Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I have... Here, the keys to having a prosperous year. We're starting a new year, and uh, I guess this is what the fourth day of the year, the fifth day, fifth day of the year, beginning of the new year. And uh, Daryl had shared Sunday evening with us on some very practical pointers on uh, on business. And uh, so I like this morning just. As I meditated on Romans chapter 12 here, do we desire to have a prosperous Christian life this next year? <clears throat> I trust we all do. And I believe there's some keys, if you will, in here that if we put them in our pocket and use them, if, if you will, this morning, that it will make a difference this year for each one of us. So that's my that's my. Uh, desire for each one of us, it's desire for myself, that we can have a prosperous year this, this year in the Lord. <clears throat> so he starts off here, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. And the first key here is, I'm just going to jump into it here, that I like to look at first is understanding God's mercy. If we want to have a prosperous, spiritual, prosperous Christian life this year, we're going to have to understand God's mercy. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, by the mercies of God, do we, do I understand the mercy of God? Do I understand or do I, uh, how should I say this morning? That God had mercy on me. I was a lost sinner. Talking about myself here this morning. I was a lost sinner. I was on my way to a lost eternity. 
But God in His mercy reached down and He picked me up and He saved me and He put my feet on a solid rock. He had mercy on me. He had mercy on you, my brother, my sister, this morning. He loved you enough that He sent His only Son who gave His very life so that we can experience His mercy this morning. And it's a gift. It's nothing that we, in a sense, have done. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believed in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Do we understand His mercy? Do I understand His mercy this morning? I beseech you, I beg you, I... What is Paul saying here this morning? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. Do I understand His mercy this morning? And you know, God had mercy on us at salvation. God had mercy on us when He saved us. But aren't His mercies new every day? That again, we are... We live in this fallen world and it's only by His grace and His mercy that we can live above sin. It's because of His mercy and His grace. Do we, do I understand God's mercy? Take that key and put it in your pocket this this year. Take that key. Revel. Try to just... Go into the Word of God if you need to and and just revel in the mercies of God. What He has done for you. And the next key is presenting our bodies a living sacrifice. Present our bodies a living sacrifice. A living sacrifice. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present... How are we to present our bodies as a living sacrifice? This past week I asked the, in family devotions, I asked the children, the family there, I just said, what is a sacrifice? What is a sacrifice? What is a, can I say this morning in light of the point here, what is a living sacrifice? What is a living sacrifice this morning? Well, it's not a dead sacrifice, is it? And that can kind of throw us around, you know. When they sacrificed, the animal was in a sense was dead. But the man, the person that was offering it, if he truly was offering it to God, it was a living sacrifice. Presenting our bodies a living sacrifice. <clears throat> so I ask the question, what is a sacrifice? What is a sacrifice? <clears throat> well, one of the comments was that it costs us something. A sacrifice costs us something. You know, the sad, the, how should I say, the sad thing is that we live in this world and because we're so saturated with the spirit of this world and the way the world uh, thinks and the way the world lives and all that, that, that uh, <clears throat> we want to do as little as we have to to get by. I think we have to be honest with ourselves. 
We we want to do as little as we can. Just so, but we want to make it, right? We want to, we want to, you know, we want to be a real Christian. But we tend to try to do as little as we can. A living sacrifice costs us something. It costs us something. So there's a key right there. Presenting our bodies a living sacrifice. It costs us something. And then the next one is, key number three, if you will, is warning. He says, not to be conformed to this world. So he tells us, he tells us about his, the, or we're talking here about God's mercy and then as far as presenting our bodies, a living sacrifice. And then he says here, warning not to be conformed to this world. We live in a fallen world. We saw God's mercy. We present our bodies, a living sacrifice. We give our life to serve the Lord Jesus all the days of our life as we realize what Jesus did for us. We love Him because He first loved us. What else can we do but live and give our life as a living sacrifice all the days of our life? But then the warning comes. Be not conformed to this world. Be not conformed to this world. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world. Be not conformed to this world. So how are we conformed to this world? We have experienced His mercy and we present our bodies Now he warns us to be careful while we live in this world that we don't conform to the same pattern. The world passes away. The world has a different value system. And if we're not careful, and if we're not careful, brothers and sisters, we start taking in the values that the world has and we forget. Can I say we forget the mercy that God had on us? And all of a sudden that world starts looking a little more, little more glittery, a little more uh, goldish, if you will. And we lose the true value. How's that saying? The Proverbs, the man that sold all that he had, he found this pearl of great price and he sold all that he had and he went and he bought the, that field that pearl was in or however it goes there. So we have three keys here now. Understanding his mercies, presenting our bodies a living sacrifice, warning not to be conformed to this world. I find it interesting that as I put these five points, just pulled them out of here, if you will, that that warning is in the middle of these four others. Be not conformed to this world. The world passes away in the lust 
thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. He that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Why would I waste my time? Why would I give my time to the world that is passing away? Why would I do it for? No man in his right mind would do it if he truly is thinking. But the, the Bible says that the God of this world has blinded the eyes of many. And he wants to blind our eyes too as Christians and keep us from seeing that glory. The sun as it rises up in the morning. You know, we look, we look through a glass darkly. But I long to see the sun. I long to see the sun, the Lord Jesus. But till then, we can at least see some of that glory. And may we see it. May we long to see it more and more as we read the scriptures. And yes, as we go on to the next point. So key number four is be ye transformed. Be ye transformed. What is that? You know what it is to be transformed? What is it to be transformed? Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. So I have, I, I have the point, be ye transformed, and then under that I have how. How are we transformed? How were you transformed? If you're a child of God here this morning, how were you transformed? By the power, by the power of God. By the power of God. By, by, there's some more in there. <laughs> by, by the word of God, by the power of God, be ye transformed. By the renewing of your mind. So we're transformed. When we, when we are translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, we're transformed. And then there is a continual transformation that happens. Do we believe that? Or do we believe in the one time, one time, one saved, always saved, where now you got it and, and you just kind of, uh, yeah, float along? <clears throat> I I praise God for uh, I praise God for uh, assurance of salvation. I came out of a setting that didn't uh, that didn't preach that, but I praise God for assurance of salvation. But there, in my way of looking at it, there's in, in this whole aspect of once saved, always saved. It puts people into, if you will, sleep. But as we look at this this morning, Romans chapter 12, you cannot be a sleeping Christian. You cannot be. If you want to be transformed from glory to glory, you're going to have to put all your energies as if, if, if that it all depends on you. But on the other hand, it's what? It's not that it's by me what I do in essence, but yet we need to engage everything that we have. <clears throat> Be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. <clears throat> Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So how does that happen? 
How do we renew our mind? Well, it won't happen reading. What book shall I say this morning? Silly books. Romance books. I hope nobody's reading romance books. You will be conformed to this world if you're reading those books this morning. But if you want to be transformed, there's only one book to read this morning. It's the Word of God. It's the Word of God. And why? Who, I read a testimony last night. I think it was George Mueller. He said that he reads this book ten times more than he reads any other book. You want to be transformed, my brother, my sister? That's where it's at. That's where it's at. Let's not kid ourselves. We want an easier way. We want a way that's easier. Somehow. But, they, but we got to do it God's way. God's way is soaking ourselves, reading this word, meditating on it, taking it in day and night. Anyways, we'll read, talk some more about that. Let's go on to key five. Prove what is good. Prove what is good. <clears throat> he says here, Be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Are we proving that what is good and perfect, acceptable and perfect will of God? There again, you can't not just be sitting idly by. And I was reminded of, I was out at Softlight. We used to sell Softlight windows. And they, uh, if my memory serves me right, they brought, they bought their vinyl extrusions to make windows like that. They bought their vinyl extrusions, the frames and things, these vinyl, these vinyl frames and this, all that. And when that came in, they had somebody to inspect that this is the real vinyl. This is what it's supposed to be. And if it wasn't what it was supposed to be, guess what? They'd send it back. <clears throat> Something comes in through the door and we say, no, it does not line up. It does not line up with the word of God. Out you go. Out you go. Are we proving? Are we proving? Here's another key. That's the, I have it down as key number five. Prove what is good. Are we testing? And this same word prove is testing in 1 John 4.1. Test the, the spirits. Test the spirits. It's the same word. Are we testing? Are we proving those things that are, that are right and good? That are pleasing to God. We cannot just sit idly by and, 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 and let things go. It costs. It's, it takes something to be a Christian. <clears throat> but praise God, it can be done. <clears throat> okay, so here we have five keys to having a prosperous Christian life this year, this coming year. So we looked at five keys to have a prosperous year. I would like to look deeper into two of these keys. And that key is key number two, sacrifice. And I like to go to uh, Genesis this morning. John, our apostle, beloved John, says different times in the beginning. And I like to look at something here in the beginning about Cain and Abel. <clears throat> Genesis chapter 4. 
Genesis chapter 4. Verse 5, And in process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord, and Abel he also brought in of the firstlings of his flock, and of the fat thereof, and the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect, and Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth, and why is thou countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shall thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him. So here we have uh, an offering. We have Cain and Abel, the one's offering, sacrifice, if you will, was accepted and the other one wasn't. Why was the one accepted and the other one wasn't? Why was the one accepted and the other one wasn't? Well, Hebrews tells us that Abel, by faith, he offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. And here we have Cain, who uh, also gave an offering, but God did not accept his offering. And Cain had the opportunity to change his ways, but he didn't. He didn't. And because he was not willing to humble himself and to do it God's way, he ended up killing his brother. Do we reckon with the realization of what disobedience by doing it our way, going our own way, where that actually can lead you, lead us? It's not a little thing. It's not a little thing. He could, have, he could have given, Cain could have given an offering that God could have accepted. And I don't know, I've pondered already, what was it that Cain knew that Abel's offering was accepted and his wasn't? What was it? Was it fire? God, did God, I don't know what it was. <clears throat> I always, that's calling always how I looked at it. Somehow he knew his offering was accepted. Abel's offering was accepted. Here, Cain was giving his offering, but I venture to say his heart, his heart wasn't in it. He wasn't doing it by faith. He was just, apparently he was doing it. I don't know why he did it for. <clears throat> but the, the key thing here that I see out of this, this portion here is, is that Cain wanted to do it his way. He wanted to do it his way. And brothers and sisters, that comes closer home than what we reckon sometimes. We sometimes want to do it our way. And guess what? So may God have mercy on us. May we not go the way of Cain, but let us go the way of Abel. Presenting our bodies a living sacrifice. Cain, if you will, was engaged. Abel was engaged, I'm sorry. Abel was engaged. And it takes... takes if you will, faith, it says there in Hebrews, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. Our faith needs to be engaged in God's word, in God's promises. We need to 
It's more than just, yeah, somehow we just go through the motions. We need to be engaged. And then I want to look at the last one, renewing of our mind, key number four that we had looked at, renewing our mind. Let's go to Psalms 1. Psalms 1, some of us probably know it by heart. It says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sitters, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, and his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Do you want a prosperous Christian life? Here it is. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall stand, shall not stand in judgment or sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Those that want to do it their way, they're going to perish. But those that do it God's way shall prosper. Let's go to Joshua yet. Joshua chapter, uh, Joshua chapter 1. <clears throat> Just a couple of verses here. Joshua chapter 1. Uh, This is uh, God speaking to Joshua as he went into the land of Canaan. He says in verse 7, verse 6, Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand nor to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, and that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt, and for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Success, brother. Good success. How is it by meditating on the word of God? <clears throat> Well, I found a testimony of, I had mentioned George Mueller. I'd just like to read this yet, maybe make a couple comments yet. This was a testimony from George Mueller. You know George Mueller, the one that had an orphanage? This is what his testimony was. It says, for 69 years and 10 months, me, George Mueller, have been a very happy man. I think he was converted at 20 and he lived to 92 years old. So I'm not sure where this all fitted in that. But anyways, for 69 years and 10 months, George Mueller had been a very happy man. That he attributed to two things. He had maintained a good conscience, not willingly going on in a course he knew to be contrary to the mind of God. He did not, of course, mean that he was perfect. He was poor, weak, and sinful. Secondly, he attributed to his love of the Holy Scriptures. Of later years, his practice had been four times every year to read through the Scriptures with application to his own heart and with meditation. And that day, he was a greater lover of God's Word than he was 60 years ago. It was this and maintaining, it was this and maintaining a good conscience that had given him all these years peace and joy. In the Holy Ghost. 
You want a prosperous year? Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. May God help us to do that. And and I might just mention here yet in the end. You know, we can hear these things and it can kind of just, yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. But like I said, we always, somehow it's within us, we want to find an easier way. But we need to, we need to settle in our heart that we have to take some action. And I like to encourage us all. I think Elvin mentioned, was it last Sunday? I forget. I think it was after Daryl when he gave testimony. He said something about reading through the Bible one year. How many of you were able to do that this past year? Can I have you raise your hand? <laughs> okay. okay. Good. Good. Amen. <clears throat> so we're not defeated. That makes, I think I saw three hands, so that makes four. Because I was, by the grace of God, able to do it too. So let us be encouraged. And I will tell you, brothers and sisters, I, when I was, <clears throat> I want to be careful, I don't want to go too long here, but uh, <clears throat> in my earlier years, somebody, it was my, my great teacher, or my eighth, whatever, teacher, that somehow ended up sending me read through the Bible in one year. And I took that after I was converted, I still had him for some reason, uh, I took that and I started using that, reading through the Bible once a year. But somewhere along the line, I just kind of petered out. I guess I got too busy. <clears throat> but it, it was on my heart to pick it up again. So I think it was about three years ago I decided I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it again. And the first year, so the first three years ago, I tried it and I didn't make it quite. But I came maybe through the middle. You know, you kind of get through the middle of the Bible here and somewhere, maybe not quite the middle, maybe the third of the way, and, and you just get bogged down with genealogies. <clears throat> and... But anyways, I, 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 I don't know if that's where it was at or not. But I, somehow I lost a whole month. And what I decided to do is just skip the month and keep going. And I did. So then the second year, see that was, how was that? There was something else there. Then I, I didn't quite make it either. But by the grace of God, this year, or this past year I should say, uh, God gave me the grace to do it. And I... I have to tell you, brothers and sisters, that by disciplining myself to get up in the morning and to saturate myself in the Word of God and to meditate on it, there is a strength there that is not there otherwise. And it's not just to, uh, you know, for a good sounding whatever. It's the way it is. It's the way it is. And let us encourage each other. So, God bless you. I, I, uh, yeah, may the Lord have his way.